Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Many of you have been faithful listeners and givers for the eight awesome years of this podcast, and we so appreciate you. We're taking a little break in order to redesign our podcast. In the meantime, we're putting up some of our favorite, most listened to episodes. We hope they encourage you to apply grace to your daily life. This episode is from our fresh and favorite series. Listen in. Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. Good morning. Here we are. John knew the week to get out of town, didn't he? Yes. I, I mean, this is Furniture Building Week, yeah. and, and where is gone. John? He's, he's he's sitting by a pool somewhere. He probably. Yeah. But we we've been making some beautiful furniture, and oh my goodness, it hasn't been blood, sweat, and tears. But there's at least been sweat and and blood. I've I have bled blood? for this project, okay. and so has Bill. All we've right. gotten scratched yeah. up. We've okay. got yeah. oh. Bill uh-huh. has a has a bruise that looks like a prune. That's, <laughs> wow, that's not good Where'd looking. Where'd you get that? I mean, that reminds me of another time. Yeah, well, that, it, uh, was a, it was a different operation. I gosh, I was uh, I was cutting a board at one point, and the saw kicked back at me. Yes, and then we're like, "Well, we know how to fix that." Well, and then the second time it happened, Bill's like, uh, "I might not have been holding it." <laughs> <laughs> good, good one, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> way to way to play to his confidence. I tell you. Uh, it's been great. The staff so has been fun. helping. Friends have been helping. So fun. That's we'll right. be done by Christmas. Uh, by Christmas. That'll how many be a desks are you gift. making? How many uh, tables? Seven, seven tables will be finished by Saturday, and wow. four desks will be done. A couple of them maybe next week. Wow. We're getting close. Yeah, yeah, that's terrific. So when they get done and in here, we'll actually show people. We'll take a picture. We'll put it up on Twitter, Facebook. So, But yeah. that's been a blast. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, you guys, for all that work. It's it's tremendous, and, and I'm glad we picked the right time of year. to. Yeah, it was 114 out. in that garage. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. It's been very nice. Come yeah. to Phoenix in uh, June. If you want to go on a diet, that's a great place to yeah. be. Oh, absolutely. Out. Get your own sauna. Yeah. Well, we are continuing Fresh and Favorites, and this week we are in First John 4. First John 4, 17 through 21. That's correct. Okay, I'm going to read it for us. By this... Is by this love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is so, also are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect fear, perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar, for He who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Wow. Fantastic set of scriptures here. Um, So what is this business about there's no fear in love? Uh, It sounds like fear and love are incompatible. Yeah. And aren't we supposed to fear God? What do we do with this, Bill? Bill. Ah. Yes. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. I, yes. I thought I heard that. Yeah. Uh, this fear is the fear of being afraid. This is the fear of something about me called my shame expects to be judged. I expect that. It's, it's in everything I am. It's everything I imagine. And so when he says to us, uh, there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear, 
He's saying to us, in part, we, when we see ourselves as God sees us, know we're loved. And therefore, because that's true, I don't have to be afraid anymore. I, I literally do not have to fear. And he's, it's in the context here of judgment. Yes. Uh, I, I don't, fear I don't has to, to do with punishment. Right, right. Punishment and judgment. He says, I, I no longer have to be afraid of that punishment that I'm convinced I deserved. And it wasn't the deserve that I felt just because I sinned. It's the deserve I felt because of what shame has done to me because I'm a sinner. And he's saying, here's this miracle um, we teach this all the time, that grace through love, grace through love, helps me to understand I no longer am identified in my shame. I don't have to be afraid. And as, if John were here, he would be saying to all of us really loudly, and let's really superemphasize, love has nothing to do with punishment. Yes. God is never going to punish us. Ever, 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 and like ever, because we are brand new, our identity is no longer in our shame, and yet millions of Christians, hundreds of thousands, are living today with the fear of God's punishment. Yes, and I, that's why I like that, that last phrase in verse 18, where it says, the one who fears is not made perfect or mature exactly. in love. Because if I'm being motivated to try to please God out of fear and I'm worried about what he's going to do to me, then I am not framing my whole relationship around the love that God has for me. Exactly. And therefore, I am back uh, before I became a Christian. Right. Uh, which then it is true that punishment is true. But once I trust Christ, no, there is no fear that I should have in my relationship with God. Um and so sometimes, you know, when we, when we don't do well and we fail and we sin, we think that God is not pleased with us. Well, God's not pleased with what we did, Absolutely. but he's always pleased with me. Absolutely. And that, that is such a beautiful freedom for all of us to, to grow in, as it says, mature in. Yeah, he, he, you know, Bruce, you were just saying this, but amazing is this. When we don't get to see ourselves as God sees us, we mistakenly assume that even as a Christian, I don't deserve the love of God. Yeah. See, we, yeah. we mistake that. And so we live in, in a self-contained contamination, a judgment, a punishment, self-imposed, that, and it's a false humility. Now, the truth is, he's nuts about us. That's it. We're his children where everything he says is true about us. Take the word deserve out. Mm -hmm. There mm -hmm. was a time when I didn't deserve anything. I'm not that guy anymore. I'm in a relationship with God where I don't have to be afraid. It's interesting to think about, so if we're not supposed to be punished, that would be because we were supposed to be punishment, and that punishment went upon Jesus. Right. So as we've often said on the podcast, if we still believe that we deserve punishment, then what did Jesus die for? Right. And even when you cognitively get that, which I can do, it's still, and this is talking for me, it's 
you can think that you you get this and then you do something stupid and then you realize oh i'm i may be not scared of punishment i don't think but everything that i'm feeling still has those roots of shame in it which then if you look back at it you think well then i'm still believing that something's still not going to go right for me because i didn't do right right and so it, even if you don't align with this word punishment because you consent to grace and then you enjoy the thought of grace there's a good chance that at the root of it, just like I'm experiencing often, I'm I have not fully bought in to, the, to who I am, which is okay. So I mean, we're always moving in this, and we're always, right. but uh, that's, I, it's just like that's so important. I'm not only not supposed to be punished, but I'm loved first. I get to believe it. Right. Yeah, so, and I think David. And- just playing off what you just said, and that is, let's let's make a distinction between being punished and being corrected. Mm-hmm. See, God is always about correcting, but what He's doing is He's correcting the direction of our person. He's not concentrating on the behavior; He's concentrating on the be- person, helping us to understand that's not who we are, so we don't have to behave that way. If I don't get that, then immediately. Like a David, when I do something wrong, okay, I'm not going to be punished, but I'm scared to death I'm going to be corrected because then I'm the one. My shame will always cause me to focus on my behavior, not my person. And and if that's true, then the consequences that we experience are always a corrective for the purpose of love. Absolutely. And they may be painful as anything, but the pain is not punishment. Exactly. Exactly. Because what we want to be able to understand is that uh, in our maturing, in our maturing, we, we going back to these verses, we have a natural fear of being afraid of punishment. Now, I'm a believer. Jesus, God loves me. I no longer have to have at the core of my person the fear of being punished. But I have to have confidence in the love of God that he's willing to create direction for my life. Which for me, I wouldn't use the word pain. I would use discomfort. I would use confusion because, because it's true. I mean, we, the process of maturing isn't easy. I mean, we have had children in our home. <laughs> and we've noticed that that's not an easy thing for them. Yeah. I, I think uh, I want to capture one other thought this morning from all of these verses that we just read. And, and it says... Um, that we love him because he first loved us. And then he goes into this relational dynamic of if we, everyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has not, who he has seen, cannot love God who he has not seen. I, this is something we teach all the time. We love God because he first loved us. How I treat you will always be the greatest evidence I have of my relationship with God. Putting it in another word, we talked about punish, put it in another word. My confidence in the love of God has a profound effect on my loving you. Mm. And a lot of Christians who don't know how to love others don't understand the root of their inability to love is their lack of confidence in the love of God. Precisely. At, at, that's the whole argument of 19 through the rest of the verses. Exactly. That's the whole basis of it. And so anytime 
I'm feeling that, that fear that you were talking about earlier, David, or I'm treating other people with an immaturity, uh, then I haven't first been loved. Exactly. I haven't got what he mm-hmm. actually has given me in this new creation Amen. that he mm-hmm. bought with his life. And as you mentioned, David, whenever we do that, we devalue the work of Jesus yeah. Christ. So if you're feeling some shame right now because you're thinking like I am, wow, I don't do that good enough. That would not be the response God's looking for here. No. In fact, it's a good indicator of, uh, a barometer of, oh, I'm not doing this. Uh, This reception of his amazing love very well because I I don't trust it. I trust what my framework of love is, which still involves fear and punishment. Uh, it's, it's It's so interesting because, repeating it a bit, the great evidence of our being with Jesus is our love for one another. That's the great evidence. But there's no exchange of the experience of love with each other unless we have first enjoyed the experience of God in our own lives. Yes. And, and because we don't trust God with who we really are, we can't receive his love. Therefore, we, we have fellowship, quote, on a basis other than love. It's on the basis of, of mission, objective, goals, and behavior. But none of them are the evidence of Christ in me. There, there are no more foundational dots to connect than what we have just talked about Absolutely. in these last 15 minutes. Absolutely, it's Bruce. amazing. Hmm. We love only because we let him first love us exactly. and tell us who we are. Amen, Bruce. Hmm. I don't know if you were looking for something profound this morning. I'm sorry we couldn't deliver. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you. Hey, you know what? John and Stacy, if you're listening to this podcast, happy anniversary today. Absolutely. We hope you have a beautiful year ahead. And we'll see you next week. Make sure you come home. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the True Face Podcast. If you would like to join the many listeners who support True Face financially or sign up for our monthly newsletter, please visit trueface.org. If you'd like to read the materials these podcasts reference, visit trueface.store.